0: you will learn, you know, put that, put that phone down. There's a time and a place for everything. Put that phone down because I need you, I know where I'm going. So if a suspect happens to run or we get a call for service and I know where I'm going, you on the other hand, you may not. So I need you to pay attention.
1: You're listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African-Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years' experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now hey 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 square pegs welcome back to the black and blue podcast i'm your host dale peters thank you for joining me again on this special edition of the black and blue podcast because uh, i got somebody here from our nation's capital that's going to chop it up with us here today everybody please help me welcome in from the metro dc police department carlton smith how you doing brother
0: i'm doing well sir how are
1: you i can't complain it's a beautiful sunday and we are surviving out here on this corona how about yourself man
0: doing well we're doing great
1: all right so how how you guys dealing out there in uh in dc with the covid and all that there's all the craziness involved with that
0: well we have a wonderful uh system in place and uh with the city officials and they're doing the best they can and uh we're being very supportive and taking our time one day at a time. So right now we're just doing the uh, the best we could do, but everything is starting to slowly come back together and uh, for the city as well as the uh, surrounding uh, states.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, have you guys been affected by any anyone catching Corona or any illnesses or deaths or anything like that?
0: Well, as far as the department, um, I think like the rest of the uh, country, Law enforcement officers are really, really up there with the uh, healthcare workers and everyone else on the front lines. And we're doing uh, the best that we can. So right now we're doing very well as a whole, uh, putting out information, Uh, PPE is being utilized and uh, we're doing the best that we can at this time.
1: Excellent, excellent. So uh, Metro DCPD, how long have you been there? I've been there
0: eight and a half years now.
1: Eight and a half years, and, and what do you do now?
0: um still there in the patrol section
1: okay all right and uh in patrol i'm sure you've seen a a lot of things in your eight eight years there um you, you like patrol
0: uh yes yeah. uh it's something new every day you know yeah. there's nothing uh the same never nothing's never the same
1: definitely definitely how, how large is uh metro dcpd as far as sworn Ooh. personnel
0: uh sworn personnel if i'm not mistaken i think our numbers are right above uh three thousand
1: okay okay and uh well dc isn't uh does dc have a own its own population its own residency
0: uh yes yes we do
1: okay how, how large is the like the population there
0: Ooh, that's a good number to know um not too sure about that number uh I did a little, little bit of research on that but we're we're, we're constantly growing yeah uh, it's it's really um again it's the nation's capital everybody wants to come and uh, we're doing great things and everybody wants to be a part of it. So uh, we're, we're steadily uh, growing.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine. So uh, in the eight years that you've been there, what, what kind of drew you in the first place to wanna get involved with the police department?
0: Well, I'm from uh, born and raised in Washington DC. So uh, I was born here, raised inside the uh, city. And uh, I've always wanted to give back to the community. And I've always wanted to uh, help in any way that I can and I'm, I'm a very helpful person so yeah. um, it was almost like a fit it was it was a natural fit in order for me to to be become a law enforcement officer
1: right right and how, how was that process for you did you uh, did you go to school or or how did you get involved well I did it
0: uh, I did it a little bit differently um, after school I joined the military United States Army and i retired from the army
1: thank you for your service
0: And you more welcome thank you and after the military i was fortunate enough to come back home in this general area and i was stationed in virginia so at that point in time i applied for the police department and uh once i was hired and got on uh went to the academy and just been um loving it ever since
1: yeah yeah uh what what part of dc are you are you working in
0: uh, I, I work in the uh, northwest section of D.C., and I was born and raised also in the uh, northwest section of of District of Columbia.
1: Okay, so the you know that's kind of where you grew up. You knew the area, kind yes. of. Are some of the same people still there? Your family there? Or?
0: Uh, my uh, dad. So yeah, basic family is still here. My dad is uh, still lives in the same house that uh, myself and my sisters uh, grew up in. So um, I knew the area very 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 well. And uh, I was truly blessed to uh, join at the time that I did and be uh, stationed where I am, and uh, which is the Northwest section. And uh, so it was really, really, I was truly uh, blessed all the way around.
1: Nice, nice. And then you were in the military. You say you retired out of the military, right? Yes, sir. So, you know, kind of being in, in law enforcement wouldn't have been a stretch uh, to ask how your family felt about you going into law enforcement, right?
0: No, it wasn't too far a stretch. Uh, I think everyone still had the same general concern. as like, are you sure? Is, are you positive? And I was like, sure. I said, um, I've always wanted to just help in, in any way I can. And, and again, it was almost like a natural fit. Coming out of the military, uh, leading troops, doing uh, great things there, and just to carry it over, to the uh, police department, just a right. so natural.
1: Nice, nice. And so now at the police department, uh, other than patrol, you involved in any other projects?
0: Whew. Uh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many. Uh, I am. Um, I'm a uh, field training officer. Um, LGBTQ uh, affiliate. Bicycle trained, scooter trained, Segway trained, CDU trained. What, what, what's what uh, CDU? Uh, a CDU, is civil disturbance unit. So we, uh, I mean, I have so many feathers in my cap. Oh, man, uh, <laughs> it's not funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get, you get to use some of those feathers sometimes, though? Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Crisis Intervention Officer, CIO. Uh, yeah. And, and that's a, um, all of those, uh, all of that training really, really, really helps um, with everything that we do every day. Because uh if someone is in a having a crisis, uh, I'm called upon, and then I will go and I'll respond and that person and I will try to find out what is what's the nucleus of the crisis like why 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 are you having this these thoughts? And why are you doing what you're doing? why do you feel the way you feel? And so um that's a every almost like every day, especially now with summer, uh, upon us a lot of people are out and then you know corona and so a lot of people are just saying like look i've been cooped up in the house for a month two months and i i, I don't know what to do and uh we try to give them uh different things and uh, different outlooks and um try to assist in any which way we can
1: right nice and uh you mentioned lgbtq affiliate what, what is that what that involve
0: uh So what they are, what we do is uh, being an affiliate of the LGBTQ community. So what I am able to do is if there is a a incident in which a member of the LGBTQ community is involved um, as an affiliate, I will go and I will respond. And I have a, um, I will have more of a rapport, with them uh, and programs that they have established for a member of the LGBTQ community to uh, the outreach programs that uh, the normal patrol officer may or may not be aware of. Uh, And I've had specialized training, which makes me uh, a little bit more adequate to say, hey, you know, we could go to this place or I can enroll you in this program and these are the programs and this is what they have to offer. So I'm a little bit more um, uh, able to deal with that that incident at that time.
1: Right. Nice. Nice. How's the uh, the 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 makeup of your department? Is there uh, a large set of LGBTQ members on the department, sworn and non-sworn?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, we we have so many programs right now. It's it's it's, uh, it's a phenomenal program. You learn so much. And uh, the knowledge is just there. We have members that are willing to show you, willing to teach you. And all you have to do is just be that sponge and, and absorb because they are, they're members of the community. And um, they, they're they're a, an important part of the community, believe it or not. And so what we're able to do is they're able to just say, hey, look, this is what we have in place. And, this is where we can go so at any point in time um they are able to, if they need us hey we're, we're right there we're right there for them
1: no doubt no doubt how about uh diversity in the department uh you being an african-american male uh what what's the makeup of the department you, are there a lot of other african-americans other minorities in general
0: well a lot a lot um as with any department in america at this point in time we had to go through the transition phase. Uh, here we call it the bubble. So it was the retirement bubble. And uh, a lot of officers, sworn officers, who were coming up on retirement uh, years and age, and which is 25 years. Uh, so what we did was we did a real, real, real big push for recruitment. And uh, I think that's one of the hardest jobs on, on the department is recruitment. No doubt. And what they had to do is they had to really go out and bring uh, a very diverse uh, diversity uh, uh, uh I would say I won't say makeup to the department because being the nation's capital, so many people just just want to be here. So many people come here. So many people want to be here. So many people want to be around us. And so recruitment had to go out and be like, look, these are these are uh, issues within the city. These are the uh, the makeup uh, of the city. So we really just, you know, just can't say African-American is Latinos, Asians. Oh, it's just it's it's just a it's really, really has grown. Uh, I will say that definitely since my time on the department, and even growing up in a city. Uh, District of Columbia was also always a very uh, African-American, heavy city. Yeah, chocolate Um, city. Chocolate city, that's (laughs) what it was, (laughs) chocolate city. So now it's just so many, uh, diversity is just, and, uh, but it's a good thing because then we have people who will come into the city and they'll bring a different look. They'll bring a different feel. They'll bring a different attitude to the city. So now, it's not so much as uh, pretty much we have this right here. Hey, you know what? We have sections of the city that are heavily populated, the Hispanic community, Latino, just, and we all put that together. And I think we're really, really, really doing a great job with it.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I got uh i got some family who lives there aunt and uncle so we got a chance to visit them a few years ago yeah i, I really like dc a lot but uh mm-hmm. we weren't there in the winter though <laughs> <laughs> right uh, we
0: do have some harsh winners mm-hmm, we do. yeah
1: yeah yeah and uh the whole dc area is really made up of you know the those tri states with right you got uh maryland yes. and virginia yes. and all yes. that too how's the relationship yes. working with uh all those three different agencies and and cities and counties and states know that
0: it's great uh we have so much uh to do all of the time especially in the area uh again so many uh police departments or law enforcement agencies uh prince george's county police fairfax which is in virginia prince george's in maryland uh fairfax uh you have um prince william county police which is in virginia it's just so many and uh the counties in maryland as well as the counties in virginia and everyone pretty much believe it or not we, we very well we jail. we yeah. really do jail. everybody's very supportive of each other's and uh the actions that um that have to be taken on a daily basis
1: right and then you guys got to deal with the uh, the feds down there too right you got the right I mean, i'm talking about the uniform feds you, you still got uh, what, yeah. like the capital right? Uh, police who else is down there the park police uh,
0: white police capitol hill police pentagon police which is in virginia uh fbi is downtown um uh, so many agencies uh oh my god uh dea um
1: oh yeah yeah all no,
0: it's, it's just so many yeah
1: it's crazy, it's this, crazy.
0: Is, this is not the place to come and think you're going to do something to get away with it nah, we got so many <laughs> for real
1: right for real. right all right all right so what's uh what's your plan uh moving forward in the in the PD? Uh, any specialized units you want to get into or what do you want to do?
0: Well, um, I think K-9 is something I've always looked into, the K-9 division, and uh, that'll probably be the next step, if anything. Um, always looking for, at uh, promotions. Uh, so, uh, maybe a detective, uh, hopefully, to get to go that route, which would be very nice because, again, I'm still helping people, but now get a little bit more into the investigative side of things and uh do a little bit of research with that so i think that's that's the uh next step and um lord willing we just keep uh keep keep pushing and keep striving and uh i think we'll do well i think right. we really will do well
1: nice nice so k9 you got the temperament to uh you know deal with the with the dog 24 7 because you got to bring them home too and really bond oh, yeah. with them and, and all
0: yeah yeah our dogs are different i really i used to always say that in academy i was like look at that dog that that dog got an attitude problem and so uh it was always um and they're they're nice you know when they want to be but uh (laughs) when they want
1: to be
0: uh, yeah when they want (laughs) to be but the the dogs are very the that division is really really uh very helpful to us in patrol uh i do have a couple of uh, partners and buddies of mine that are uh involved with the k9 division and they're really, really, really supportive of uh, uh, Patrol. And they come out and uh, just, everybody's in awe of the dog. I want to go over there and pet the dog. And they were like, nah, 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 no, 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 no. So they don't <laughs> come over here and be petting <laughs> do dog. I'm like, this, not this one. So, uh, but they're pretty, uh, very supportive. And, uh, you know, we, we do everything that we can to uh, help them out.
1: Yeah. How large is that division? How many dogs do you think are over there? wow that's a that's a good question uh is it like more than know. 20 more than 50? oh
0: yeah we 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 have a lot of dogs um and that's that's a pretty good division uh they fall under uh our special operations division so um i would say approximately between 30 to 50 dogs
1: yeah right, that's a lot of dogs yeah yeah it's a lot of dogs a lot yeah. of upkeep a lot of dog food a lot of vet bills. Right, right right can you imagine can <laughs> yeah. you imagine yeah yeah well good man well good luck with that good luck with that oh, thank you All i right. appreciate that so uh what do you like to do when you're not working though oh man relaxing
0: um <laughs> i really do enjoy now going to museums uh it's always uh it's, it's kind of weird people uh, from D.C., we look at the monuments every day, we pass by, we drive by, we walk by, and we're like, uh, okay, the monument, uh, White House, uh, you know, the museum's, uh, Smithsonian, uh, okay. Yeah. Now, at this point in time, you know, after retiring from the military and being on the uh, police force, I'm like, you know what? I've never been inside the monument. So, uh, at this point in time, once I get off of work or I have uh, days off, I, en- I enjoy sightseeing. I mean, believe it or not, I- I'm just yeah. in awe of the history, the rich history of our, not only of our country, but of the world, but also of a city. Um, we have the uh, National African American Museum here. Yes. And uh, that was just a mind blowing experience. Uh, if you if you ever get the opportunity, you know, you come back on this side of town, definitely it is something that, uh, a place where you need to go. And the history and, and just, and again, it really talks about the history of, of the District of Columbia. You know, right. um, so that's these, so that's what I like to do right now. I just will go stand in the line and go to the monument. Yeah. And uh, even though everything is, is kind of like certain hours right now and we're getting back to things starting to open up and uh, things like that but that's what i um i like to do i still like to uh shoot a little bit of hoop every now and then um <laughs> but my both both of the knees on that is uh healthy as you. it used to be <laughs> yeah i was
1: gonna ask you how those knees and those ankles now i was about to say uh, the ankle's okay but little
0: knees would be like what you trying to do you- so uh I'll have to take it easy on that one yeah, but, so those,
1: uh, those yeah. set shots that's what that's about <laughs> there you go yeah uh-huh, just stand oh, in those corners throw me
0: the ball oh, throw me the ball i'm over here i'm open <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt
1: yeah uh, i remember when uh when i went there a few years ago they were just trying to finish up the african-american museum so we didn't get a chance to go in but aunt was all about it talking about it and uh yeah so I'm, i want to go back and check that out that's that's definitely, definitely the goal mm-hmm. definitely definitely the yes. goal so you you play hoops? You said uh, did you used to play in high school or?
0: Ooh man, that's long, long time ago. But I <laughs> wasn't did. wasn't that long I ago. Did. It wasn't that long ago, but it was long. But uh, at least it feels that way. But I did. I uh, I played uh, organized basketball, and uh, who didn't in the city? Come on, you got to go play some ball. Right. I mean, we're not. Uh, you know, we got our own over here. We're not next door to Kevin and them over there in PG. But uh, we had we had a couple of. Uh, some uh, some great ball players coming out of the district of columbia but this area and you know the documentary was just uh i think it's went on the other day and they were talking about Prince george's county maryland and uh kevin durant and a couple of other uh nba basketball players that uh grew up in this area so um it's definitely a uh, we we have a mecca a little gold mine over here that's right
1: yeah that's right they did come out of there uh, he is from that area because yes. I remember uh, they were all speculating when he was a free agent that he's going to come back to DC
0: that would have been something else oh my gosh but uh, I think he's a, he, he does so much for his community and he's a great role model and uh, for anybody in this area we, we just really look up to him we really do it because he did what he had to do and with school and everything and won championships and MVPs and stuff like that and guess what? He brought that all back here. He came right back home. And uh, it was, uh, I think, the, if I'm not mistaken, the rec center out there or a building that's named after him or a park. So he was uh, he's done all of that. And it just goes to show you that you can never, you can't get home, you can't be too far away from home. And right. uh, when everything is said and done, guess what? Home is here. So. And uh, I know that feeling a little bit, um, after traveling the world, and, and being in the military for 20 years, and retiring. Uh, once I was hired by the uh, police department, I'm home. Yeah. And uh, that's just nothing, it's not a uh, better feeling.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I can kind of say the opposite. I mean, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio, uh, but I've been out here in Cali, probably like since I was 15. So. Most of my life has been out here, but you know I still got a little bit of family out there, but uh I'm not trying to go back to Ohio though <laughs> it, you know, my, my blood's thinned out my blood's thinned out right. so right. I, I, I can't I can't take those cold winters anymore uh, yes yeah Yes. Yeah, so props to you props to you <laughs> well, thank you yeah so what what's uh kind of like the most rewarding part of your job on a daily basis
0: i I would just say just going to work. I would uh, I would get on the bicycle um, and uh, just pedal, and um, to see people just wave, just hey officer, thank you for what you do, and that just warms me uh, my heart, it really does, um, and it lets me know that people do care about us. I mean they uh, they know it's it's rough right now. It's real hard uh, with this. This virus and, and with everything being shut down and things like that. So, just a simple wave. And I'll uh, be like, going, okay, all right. They, You know, there are people out there to say, hey, officer, thank you for what you do. Yep. Um, I see that and I hear that. And I'll be like, you know what? You're more than welcome. And thank you for supporting us. And then again, uh, everyone on the front line healthcare workers, restaurant owners, restaurant workers, grocery stores uh so many people that this thing has really affected but uh, i am so glad that and truly blessed that we are starting to come out of it a little bit and uh try to get back to some sense of normal uh normal operations right and uh i'm looking forward to that
1: yeah so you're on a bike i didn't ask you that before you on bicycle patrol right
0: yes i am on a bicycle yes sir.
1: all right how how long you been doing that specifically
0: uh well we just started uh actually i'm on a specialized unit and uh we've been in effect right now for about uh two going on three weeks now um uh, but i'm still it's still under the patrol umbrella but now we're um we're on bicycles mainly and uh that's good because that way we're not pushing our scout car and you get to really really interact with just everyday people. Because we yep. do a business check, we're going to business and they would be like, hey, officer. And I'll be like, hey, how y'all doing? And I'll go in and I'll be like, is everything okay? So I'm interacting. You know, I'm just not just out in the car waving and you see me just drive by. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm on a bicycle. And when I get on my bicycle, I get off my bicycle and I walk into business and i would be like, hey, how y'all doing with, uh, with everything going on in the city? Uh, is there anything you need? And I'll hand out a business card. And that, like I said, that's what we call business checks. And then we'll go in and they'll be like, hey, officer, would you like a cup of coffee? Things like that. And um, I'm like, no, no, thank you. Or sometimes, yes, please. Because <laughs> right. uh, like I, 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 I need that, right, I need yeah. that kick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, it's, I like it. Uh, it's a little bit more detailed than, than um, in, a, in a scout car and you know that in a scout car you're just driving around and and responding to calls to yep.
1: Respond, hey, yeah right
0: responding to calls but with that bicycle it's just really that that the interaction that you have with the citizens the visitors and the uh residents of the city
1: does that mainly um only mace, uh, Monely, mace uh, well, i got to edit that out is that mainly in the in like the business <laughs> corridor where you on a bike or is that yes yeah. yes
0: from downtown the business corridor uh what they call business side so we're more like uh just downtown so uh not too far from the museums i every once in a while i get the pedal down there and look at the museum and be like yeah, that's just one on the go to when they open it up but uh we're, we're mainly downtown and um in the business sector so we have a lot of uh main fair throughs and things like that coming through the city so
1: nice yeah. nice and it's a good way to stay in shape so you that too. You're on
0: a that bike. Too. So, eight, so yeah. those knees. You know, I ain't got to do all that running like I used to. Right. So now it goes from the knees to the ankles to the calves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You working eight hour shifts, ten hour shifts? What are you working?
0: Well, the patrol section is uh, ten hour shifts, but um, on the bicycle we're eight hour shifts now. Five days a
1: week so you're doing that fight yeah like i said that's that's a good workout right there mm-hmm. you get yeah, home, you t- you're home, you too tired to go play ball well <laughs> uh, yeah nah, strictly
0: on days off I'll, be, I'll look at a game and be like i think i used to be able to do that like, oh, i go out there and shoot about four times and i'll be like okay that's it <laughs> <laughs> right
1: right right <laughs> and, and you know aside from the public relations and community part of being on a bike you can also you know sneak up on some on some stuff too
0: Yeah, uh, you know, when we went to training, it was a week long. And I think that's one of the toughest programs on the police department is a bicycle trained officer. And uh, so they talk about uh, uh, what we call a ghost ride. So a ghost ride is when the officer actually gets dismounts the bicycle and the bicycle is just it rolls by itself. So when you do a ghost ride the uh main main purpose of a ghost ride is the suspect is trying not to be apprehended and what we do is um get we ride and we'll pretty much uh get close to the uh suspect and then what we'll do is we'll just dismount just the bike so the bike is rolling by itself right and uh so what the bike actually does is the bike does the hard work the bike will actually um uh interfere with the suspect's uh I, movement. I like
1: that i like that interfere with the suspect yeah movement. yeah yes. I, I gotta Loved get those, yeah.
0: those technical words <laughs> yes and, sir uh, they will interfere with the uh suspect's movement and then after that the suspect will uh uh not be able to uh keep his or her balance and uh we're able to swoop in and uh, apprehend the uh suspect
1: nice nice i like that i like that oh mm-hmm. well, cool man that sounds like some fun stuff right there
0: Oh yeah, it
1: yeah. was it was it was definitely fun. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Well, you know, so like uh like I said before, and you know the uh, the name of the of the podcast is Black and Blue, and I want to talk about you know, uh, black people, uh, and, and and all minorities, officers of color, their experience, uh, being officers. Uh, so I know D.C. like you said is really diverse, had a large African American community, but what's your experience, uh, in your community? Being a black officer,
0: very much uh, open, very much open. um Again, the city has changed. It has definitely changed uh, since I was growing up in the city, early '80s uh, or '80s in the early '90s. It's just so many. Oh my gosh, just just so many people now. Just like I said, just want to come to the uh, nation's capital and um again federal government uh the district of columbia government so many people just want to come in this area and just be here so what we do now is uh by me being an older type officer
1: uh, i'm glad you and, said it because i wasn't thinking uh, yeah. it at all
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm not like uh i don't have to die yet but it's coming it's coming it's coming yeah <laughs> And, uh, you look, you look so good, what happens, You look good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So what happens now is that we're able to... The communication is, is really, really uh, uh, open. And uh, that's something that I try to pass on to the... As a field training officer is um, talk talk with people. Talk with people. Uh, let them know because, you know, we're not a machine. We're, we're, we're humans. And uh, that's one of the aspects I enjoy also about being a field training officer is that I get to show and not only stand behind uh, in a classroom, stand behind a a desk or a podium and just say, okay, well you do this, 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 and this, and this. And um, no, you engage, engage with the public, engage with the visitors and the residents of our fair city and just, hey, look, you know what? I feel your pain. I know where you're coming from. I understand. I really do. And again, being from the uh, area, I really, really uh, can relate to a lot of, of the uh, feelings that a lot of the residents, they have in the city. I can
1: No doubt, no doubt. What's uh, what's the diversity? I know we talked about diversity in the department. You've got everything there. What what about on the upper ranks?
0: Uh, very much so. Uh, very very open Uh, I I think with the upper ranks they do a great job of getting information down to us and so when they do that it's more along the line of okay you know we we say the uh, upper upper echelon we call them white shirts you know because their shirts are different so we uh, that's what we call them white shirts because our shirts are you know dark blue Uh, patrol officers sergeants have you know of course chevrons But uh, we call them white shirts. So a lieutenant and above, captain and so forth, all the way up to the chief. We call them white shirts. So when the white shirts put out something, sometimes we we sit back and we go like, what? Are you serious? But then when you look at the broader picture of it, you kind of understand. And so, um, again, everybody has orders. Yeah, no doubt. uh, Everybody has orders. And sometimes you know we might sit in the locker room and be like i can't believe but yeah. you, you really have to look at the the big picture and i think that's one of uh the great things that our upper echelons uh our white shirts are doing they 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 they, they rose up the ranks and they um they they can understand and they can relate yeah. and uh we try to enforce whatever policy they uh they want us to uh change or enforce or we uh, to to the citizens and the uh the residents of the city.
1: Right. Are there many officers of color in the upper in the upper echelons of the department? Oh yes.
0: Oh yes. It's it's still uh again very very diversified, very open. Uh so yeah, we we, we do the uh, promotions when we have uh, promotion exams, um everybody's open and everybody uh they they do very well uh study groups uh we so we really are pushing um, officers to join the upper ranks and, and and do things like that so yeah so we always say you know don't forget where you came from you know, so when you were that patrol officer yeah. or you was on that bicycle or you was on that segway don't forget where you came from and so now we have a command uh staff that is really really uh able to relate to what we do on the um in the patrol and at, at that at that first level
1: nice nice so what uh, what what sort of challenges do you see for yourself in law enforcement in the in the future in the coming days in the coming weeks and months and years?
0: I think one of the uh, one of the challenges that I see is the uh, the younger officers coming on. Um, I think one of the things that I try to instill in my trainees is that everybody has this big Thing about police, and I mean you know it. You know people have that. Oh, they're gonna do this, and oh, they're gonna act like this, and they're gonna say that way. I'm right. like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. That's 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 don't don't label me. Don't do not put a label on me. Do not say, well, you're a police officer in D.C., so this is how you will react. Uh, I don't. No, it's not me. I'm a, I'm an individual. So when I come up. To a a scene, or if I come up to an incident, or even an offense, I want to know what's going on. Let me let me get some facts. Let me let me see what's going on right here. And we have a lot of officers now. They just jump at the thing and say, "Okay, I'm here. I'm in charge." And I I just want to do this. Okay, well, hey, hold on for a minute. Get the facts. Understand what's going on. What brought the police here? What? What? How did the police get involved? Sit back and listen, because then after that, we can piece everything together. We could put everything together. We could say, oh, okay, now I understand why the police will call. Um, and so that was something that I think uh, in, the, in the very near future, we we still have to... Uh, and what they call that, and I'm quite sure you heard this term, it's called community policing.
1: Yeah, I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, a time Co- or two. A time yeah, a couple places here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. I think that's one of the things that we need to realize as law enforcement officers, and especially uh, of color, is don't just go in there grabbing and pushing and shoving and step back, ma'am, sir. What what what's going on? And 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 you know it. People will just start talking. Well, officer, that person did this. That person said this, ma'am, sir. Okay, and you know you have your partners, other law enforcement officers on scene. Pull them to the side. Get their side of the story. My daddy used to always say, growing up, there's two sides of every story, and uh, I take that to heart. With uh, even every now, I do it all the time. Yeah,
1: no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I find. uh, yeah, you know, that that's probably just generational. Uh you know, you and I being, you know, seasoned officers, you know, we kind of can see that bigger picture. I, I, but I can remember though when I was a younger officer, you know, you just want to get in there, ah, you know, but yeah, yeah, you got to kind of rein them back in. Uh, mm-hmm. so that that that's the the mark of a good training officer where you could be able to do that and right. impart some good knowledge so that they can see that bigger picture. Definitely, definitely. But uh you know, with the younger officers too, there's a lot of social media and, and all that. Do you do right. you find training uh these younger officers coming in, you gotta deal with that a lot? You know, them being on their phones and trying to Snapchat oh, yeah. and TikTok and all that?
0: Oh man, uh they, they do it all the time. Um I got some I got a couple of horror stories where uh, for me, I, I give you a good one. Um I had a trained officer and so with me, I'm from here. So I know how to north, south, east, and west. All right. And, and, and you know, our city is is divided. So you got northwest, southwest, southeast, northeast, uh, and things like that. So I'm driving. And uh, we call them rookies. But, you know, I got the training officer. I try to be different. about it, training officer. And um, on their phone, of course. So, of, of course. course, they looking downward at their phone, you know, social media, doing whatever. So uh how I was trained was my trained officer would stop the car. Where we at? Yep. And you'd be like, you know, and so I I was driving one night and uh I just I just stopped the car because I, I looked over, officer just hit all down. Okay, not paying attention enough. Now I know where I'm going. So I just stopped the car. I said, where we at? Mm-hmm. And he he just looked up like and I said, which way is the car pointing? No, North, South, East, or West. Uh, uh. That's that's not a response. So, um, then after that, I did it again to him later on in the shift on foot. We got out the car. We was walking. I said, stop. What hundred block are we in? Uh, uh. Okay, cool. Got something for you. So, then after that, uh, roll call the next day. And I was telling a couple of colleagues that what he did and he didn't know where he was like so that. I said, come on, let's, let's get down and do some push-ups. We did some push-ups elevated. So I had him put his feet up on the uh, on the chair and uh, we did some push-ups. And uh, you will learn, you know, yeah. put, that, put that phone down. There's a time and a place for everything. Put doubt. that phone down because I need you. I know where I'm going. So if a suspect happens to run or we get a call for service and things, I know where I'm going you on the other hand you may not so i need you to pay attention so looking at signs i used to call it the rabbit seat that's the rabbit seat and guess who the rabbit is you
1: you the rabbit Show so ain't we, me it's you it's you
0: <laughs> i'm the over rabbit but i I'm, I'm i'm a matter of fact i'm the easter bunny so uh i i, I only run on easter and that's it that's the only busy right. time i do is easter but <laughs> so you the rabbit for the rest of the year so uh he did learn uh we had a saying in the military there's two types of soldiers strong and smart which one you want to be so uh after he got we did the push-ups together um he learned he learned that uh you know put the phone down and uh there's a time and a place for everything but there, wait,
1: it, it is a wait a minute, uh, wait minute you said we did them together
0: oh yeah what i leave from the front i leave from the front i got to
1: oh wow I have to. Yeah, yeah that's a teaching moment them, but you got down there with him huh Oh Yeah, oh, yeah, and I know. Yeah, I would have just been definitely. standing over him, like, count him out, <laughs> count him out. I wasn't well, the I one on the well. phone, you were
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I know, but but uh, we uh, and I've learned over the years that that um, that's a leadership style, and uh, yeah. I was uh, truly blessed, and that's the leadership style that I possess.
1: Okay. i show him, all right, yeah. give you props on that, but i tell you and what, think- though, if he was smart. And he was using that technology that got him into trouble. And you say, where you at? He should say, hey, Siri, where we at? Right, right. Real quick. <laughs> where are we? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, FTO. Hold on. Right, <laughs> I yeah. got it. I got it. Siri, got where it. are we? Or yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what we used to do uh, in, in, in the District of Columbia, our streets are alphabetized. So if he was smart, he would either drop the phone and just just look up real quick because you could there's a street sign somewhere or if there's not a street sign then what you do is you look at the uh, numbers on the door the address and be like okay we're in the 100 block of Connecticut Avenue yeah there you go there, oh. you, uh, yeah. there you go there, there you are, go there are ways around it Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> well he learned he learned the, the better way to you know oh yeah oh yeah
0: he got he got strong that night
1: yeah he did he did and uh, and he's still working
0: Oh yeah, he's still there. And matter okay, of good. fact, right. uh, I saw him in the locker room the other day. And every time he sees me, he'd just be like, "Hey, Officer Smith." I be like, "Hey, how <laughs> you doing?"
1: Good, good. How you guys doing in recruiting? Is it, is it tough getting new officers in the door nowadays? It
0: is. It is. Uh, like I say I, I think that is one of the hardest jobs on this department, uh, believe it or not. And because they have their work cut off for them so so much, and um, I think they they really do put to the put the department in a light uh i think everybody on, on the social media side they are bombarding i mean you see them on instagram facebook uh any other type of social media so they're really 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 yeah. uh, out there pushing they're yeah I, f- really I
1: follow doing. a few of them uh, the the department as a whole i follow them and then there's a couple other dc officers i follow on instagram so yeah they, they're doing it
0: yeah they're, they're that's one of the hardest jobs i mean they are out constantly traveling uh they go to a lot of the universities around here uh george mason uh george washington georgetown university american university catholic university uh billboards uh, w- uh inside the city you see them and, and they're really really uh stating that hey come on come on and, and like every other department in in america right now exactly yeah yeah it's really a, a hard thing to
1: do yeah there's a lot of factors in that because you know all the the viral post of you know off you know right. bad officers doing things and right. you know people don't want to be involved with that and you know it's, it's tough but you yeah. gotta keep plugging keep plugging but
0: yeah, they will yeah. and they and they're doing a great job my hat's off really to them
1: good deal yeah all right brother well i appreciate you coming on you know well thank you uh, yeah. uh
0: thank you i appreciate you uh i think you're doing great Doing great things. Uh, it is It is. my hats off to you because we need to hear that voice. We need to hear that side of the uh, uh, officer on the on street uh, doing what they're doing. Uh, I caught a couple of your uh, episodes and you, you have some great guests. Uh, the knowledge that they're kicking out, the, the assistant chiefs, the chiefs and, and the, the patrol officers and the supervisors. And uh, they're really... You know they paved the way for us for people like me yes sir And you know, uh, i really enjoy listening to them and i thank you because without you without that that voice to say hey you know what let's not like you said anybody can just turn on tv and all the negativity hey you know what I, i'm gonna put some officers on the front line out here doing the positive, and you know what and they happen to be of color and, yep. and uh, take our uh, our our knowledge and our our wisdom and intake into it, and I thank
1: you for that. Appreciate that. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, you know, the the goal is to, you know, put the positive light so that you know others looking at it can say, hey, you, maybe I could do that too. If you could do it, you know, I could do it too. Be a part of the solution, not the problem.
0: There it is, definitely, and we need more of that. Yeah, and man. I thank you, and I appreciate that. Thank you,
1: but uh, I'm not gonna let you get out of here just yet. <laughs> uh, I like to do a little game. With my, I'm sure you heard my podcast uh, with my guests. So let me set this up here for you. All right. So this game is called Black or Blue. 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 All right. So this game is called Black or Blue. And your category today is Diamonds are a guy's best friend. Diamonds are a guy's best friend. Major League Baseball team. So you're out there with the Nationals. Um, hopefully you know a little bit about baseball. But I'm going to name a team, and you're going to tell me is one of their major colors black or blue. Real simple. You got got two choices, black or blue. All right. So you ready? Okay. Yes. All right. So your first team here is the Atlanta Braves. They're blue. They are definitely blue. There you go. See, you got that red and blue. Off to a, a running start here. Your next one, the Detroit Tigers.
0: They're red. I'm sorry. Oh, you said black and blue. Black or blue. Um, They're blue.
1: Yeah, there you go. You you got yourself out of that one. (laughs) Yeah, they're blue. (laughs) Actually, blue and orange. All right. Your next one, the uh, San Francisco Giants.
0: They're black.
1: They are black. Black and orange, too. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Black. Definitely black. See you on the road. I think this was too easy for you. How about the uh, the Colorado Rockies? Blue. Oh, that's wrong. Ah, first wrong. There, purple okay. and black. Purple and black. Hey, you you got to get this one. The L.A. Dodgers.
0: Definitely blue. <laughs> Definitely
1: blue. Dodgers blue. Dodger blue all the way. And your last one here, the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs. Blue. Definitely blue. Yeah, all right. You you got most of them right. You got uh six out of seven. So let's call you the winner. All right. And <laughs> hey, let me stop this here. All right, we are back. All right, there we go. So you you yeah you got that six out well, of seven. That you. was too easy thank for you, man. You. I should I should have done like soccer teams. <laughs> that would have really tripped, tripped you up, right. Right, right, definitely. Right. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Carlton. And uh, is there uh, anything else you want to you want to tell the the audience before you get out?
0: Uh, I appreciate everyone uh, support your uh, law enforcement, um, and everyone is is it's a hard job. It's really a difficult job, but. Uh, Trust and believe me, um, we we thank you for your support, and uh, we're, we're here for you. We're here to help.
1: All right. Thank you, brother. Well said, well said. Uh, you be safe out there in D.C., and uh, hopefully I can make it out there soon. If I do, I'll look you up.
0: Definitely, and I uh, thank you again. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, look forward to either seeing you once all this mess goes away, yeah. and uh, we'll talk real soon, okay?
1: No doubt, no doubt. You take care now. All right. Do the all same, right. brother. You say. All right. Bye-bye. You too.